0: He's going to hear the siren and it's going to be devastating. 0-5 for Fremantle,
1: but for Brendan Barton, the first win, he'll never forget his first. This was an absolute ripper. So in a tight arm wrestle at the MCG, the Blues beat the Bombers by 15 points. So in many ways, a history-making afternoon for the Blues. They're going to beat the old enemy, Collingwood, for the first time since round 15, 2012.
0: And they get three in a row for the first time since 2013 in the process. Carlton by 15 points over Collingwood.
1: But there's nine seconds left now, and that's going to make it hard, very, very hard. The last time they did win four in a row round, 18 to 21, way back in 2011. Wines with a big smack, but it's going to be all too late. Boat tries desperately as the clock ticks down. Boat's lost his pants, but he still goes after the footy. There's the siren. Carlton have won four in a row. First, we knocked Frio off their mantle, then we did a number two on the Bombers. For thirds, we beat the Dirty Birds, and last Sunday, we triumphed to the power of four. I'm ODN, and once again, you are listening to the Big Footy Blues Podcast. Joining me tonight, our editor, El Supremo, and all-around nice guy, Shandog. Hey, Shandog.
2: Hey, don't be spreading that nice guy stuff
1: around. i got to rap, man. Oh, yeah, you do. You do. I'll go <laughs> on the boards for sure. Um, <laughs> And we are in for a treat tonight, folks, as we are once again joined by main board maestro and forever a Robbie Warnock devotee. The, the Wookie has come home to visit. Hey, Wook.
0: How you doing, guys? I prefer uh, to think of myself as the man who knows nothing about football.
1: Well, there's a claim to fame, and uh, you'll be taking that uh, that mantle off. Uh, happy dude. Um, <laughs> sorry, happy dude. Well. Um, <laughs> Guys, we haven't done this for three weeks uh, due to illness and inertia and whatever else, um, or maybe we've just been celebrating too damn hard, But so we're not going to follow our normal structure because um, we have some victories and player performances to discuss. Since you last heard from us, have defeated Essendon by 15 points, Collingwood by 15 points, and Port Power by 2 points. Guys, we're playing with an awful lot of passion and application out there. I've, I haven't seen such such manic attack on the ball and the contest and the player for for a long, long time. We've been waiting for years. Um, is this just a, an attitude change? Is this a system? Is This just belief or confidence? We'd put it all down to Bolton or the players really buying into what he's doing.
2: Yeah, I think I oh, think you've actually nailed it a bit there. I was really pleased listening to Sam Doherty in in some of the and and Kate Simpson as well in some of the the last few weeks, interviews post-game and stuff, and they all talked about the same sort of thing where um, th- they were really confident in the game plan and what they were doing. And you can see that it's so, so much of a difference between what was happening under Malthouse and what's happening now. Um, players look like they know what their role is and what they're doing, and it just makes a team look so different, you know, VFL standard compared to a proper genuine AFL team. And I think that's where it all comes down to is, is all the work they've put in pre-season, as they keep saying. And, uh, and actually, having a game plan to play to that's, that's good and
0: modern. I think he had a good run-in period at the start where he was getting a feel for what people could and couldn't do. And then it all just started really clicking uh, from like round four on. And it, it, it's been a good couple, and it shows how good a communicator is that he's been able to get that system in place so early in his first year. It's, yeah, true. You know, he's, he's not, you know, he's not, not once has he complained about the cattle. Not once has he complained about, you know, not having the tools for the job. He's just got in there, and in fact, he said exactly the opposite after press conferences on the weekend. You know, he's got the tools; the people are getting the job done. You know, it's you know, there's a few kinks in the armor still, but we're getting there. Yeah, and
2: if you if you look at especially the last three games, the thing that's really pleased me about them is that, um, like, all the three past wins have been after being challenged in the last quarter or needing to either either with a lead or needing to take the lead back and our guys have held their nerves so that says a lot about how well the coaching done. is there anything that bolts can't do like the guy just can do no
0: wrong he's getting talked up a lot in the media as well as like who's coach of the year so far yeah. he solved the he solved a problem really early on in the game that normally would have taken us a lot longer in the past yeah i noticed when, that too we lost Casbolt early, and we were doing that. We were still bombing it inside 50 for the rest of the first quarter, and that was really... It was like, well, here's the same Carlton we've had for ages. Something goes wrong up forward, someone gets injured, or someone goes out of form, and we've got nothing to aim at for the rest of the game. Yeah. But then they changed how we did things. And, you know, you could tell that they'd, they'd decided to look for other options right from the start of that first goal where Cripps hands it off to Tui on the 50, mm. straight through. I mean, it's a play that we've seen before, but it set the tone for the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, no no Levi there made us lower our ice. Um mm. so in, in in a way is a kind of a blessing in disguise because I mean even if Levi gets the ball, he's you know he's a he's a you know, thirty three percent chance of uh, kicking it sort of thing. Mm. But um um not that not that we don't need that structure, but um Sam Rowe was able to um uh, keep that structure for us, and and surprisingly, uh, well, not, not surprisingly, because he's really working his way into things. Um, Liam Jones has been very ins- important for that structure, and he's creating a contest, and that's pretty much all we can ask for ask of him. Who'd have thought? Yeah, I know, and that's that's again that's that's probably testament to 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 Brendan Bolton again, because there's players there that we thought that their careers might be just about over and you know he's come in with a clean slate and he said you know you do the work and you'll get a go and um and it's it's working wonders it's sort of you know he's only sort of getting the you know one or two goals a game but um just just creating the contest and, and for a change we've got we've got midfielders coming coming through um roving with intent and um, and small forwards the likes of uh, Sumner and Lamb um, have been so important to that structure, so you know we don't have to take the marks and go for the set shots. We've got we've got guys who are pretty fleet of foot that are um, that are um, presenting a danger for the, the opposition.
2: Yeah, and look look how many players we've got who are having maybe not necessarily not not necessarily career best years, but certainly better years that they've had in the last few. And key players as well, like uh, well obviously Jones. I mean he's in the side regularly at the moment and, and doing his job. Um, Roey's looked better in the last four weeks than he has in the last year and a half, two years. Um, mm. You've got the young guys in uh, Lamb and Sumner who, now that they're getting a good like run at it and able to play game after game, are really showing what they're worth. Even Wright—I mean, Wright—was delisted by Adelaide. Was he delisted? Yeah. yeah, because because he, you know, there wasn't really a spot for him. He wasn't performing to the because he was a very good player back in about 2012, I think. And yeah. and he, and Dale Thomas, of course. So, yeah. lots, that's a good sign for the coaching staff, I think.
1: Mm. That's really important, and and obviously um, the ones that we expect we look to to do something and we've been sort of a bit disillusioned with in the past, but um, um, particularly Bryce Gibbs has uh, stepped up to almost uh, all Australian standard.
0: Well, I'd I'd basically written Dale Thomas off a couple of weeks ago, which uh, caused something of a fuss in certain threads on the Blues Forum, (laughs) Um, and I don't regret it. But he is making me eat my words, and I'm never happier than when a, when a player makes me eat my words. I have no idea
2: what was with his kicking in the first couple of weeks, though. Like it was legit terrible. Um, mm-hmm. But now he can't miss a target, and and not just little short dinky twenty meter kicks as well. He's, he's nailing 40 meter passes. So. But yeah, he's
1: breaking he's, the he's lines,
0: running. With him. He's yeah, st- yeah.
1: Over overhead passes, he's done a couple of those. He's, he's just uh, his awareness of what's going on around them and, and setting other blokes free um, has been fantastic. Um, you know, it's a you look back at those players at their best, so Gibbs and Murphy and uh, and Thomas and adding Cripps to the to mix. You look at those midfielders if they're at their best, and it's it's bloody imposing, um, and they're starting to get there. You know, they're starting to look like. Uh, you know getting back to some of their best forms, so you know um, it's important. We just need to add a little bit of depth to that midfield, and uh, you know it's going to be a bit of a backbone for the next few years.
2: Yeah, it is. The, the big issue I think for us going forward uh, in the short term is uh, how the hell do we cover for Casbolt, Cruiser? I mean, there's every chance that Cripps might have to be rested as well um, against a big game in North. So many of these uh, key guys to the structure or. Top performing players are now going to be missing for a
0: few weeks. Well, it might be time for Christian Jacks to finally stand up and be counted. Well, he's, he's almost a shoe in to get selected now, isn't he? You better do something. Well, there's Cameron, Cameron Wood. I don't. Know, he's, he's fit at the moment, I think. Um, he's been playing reserves all year, been on ice. Uh, you, you but said, if he's not, might yeah. be. time. I mean, they might think about playing Matt Corchit. That'd be a bit of a slap in the face, wouldn't it, though,
2: Corjett getting a call up before Wood?
0: Well, I mean...
1: I don't. Did Wood play on the weekend? I mean, he was injured himself
0: in the They, keep, they keep naming him, so... Well, they named yeah. him for the first time in a couple of weeks, I think, on the weekend. But he, yeah, I don't know if he played or not. I don't follow the Northern Blues that closely. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, he was named, so I assume he wasn't
1: injured. But, I, I, I think... We do have to bring him in because I think um, Sam Rowe's too important uh, um, either down back against the North Talls or, or actually going forward to present an option if we're not, if we're not able to score up there because he's, um, again, he, he's somebody else that brings the ball to ground, um, you know, and uh, the sure. best spoiler in the team.
2: You pretty much say that uh, Old Rowie right now as of next week, is the most important carton player in the team.
0: Well, that out he he, he, <laughs> he swings to either end and in the ruck. I mean, it's 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 a, it's pretty crucial. There's for nothing us, he can't do. He's, he's oh. going to play back. <laughs> Come on,
1: are you bursting again? I am a little, yeah. Go on. He,
0: he's, Rally! Almost, <laughs> he's almost certainly going to play back against North, though. He'd I mean, have he just to, yeah. I mean, Petrie, one, one of the most annoying things of recent years is how many times Petrie has bagged Jammo. Yeah, every time. And, uh, Unreal. Uh, er, like Jamo and Lance Franklin, they, they are the two guaranteed to kick bags on Jamo for some reason. And uh, it's yeah, Petrie's turn this weekend and Jamo's out of form. So it's going to have to be Roe, I think. Yeah.
2: And I mean, but then you're still left with who covers,
0: you know, Brown and, and uh, all these other. Well, Solomon White would <laughs> be coming in, I reckon.
1: Yeah, it could could. Uh, yeah. I don't know who would go and wait. I mean. Waitering's well, he's a test, isn't he? But they, yeah. they give him another week, or I don't know. He's close. I just don't know whether he's going to get another week or not. But almost
2: uh, have to play him at this point. Like if you're going to put yeah, in your best team,
1: well, but um, you know, do you just take the flogging and, and and not risk him if it's a t- bit too early?
0: I don't think you risk him if if it's regardless of how important the game might be. No one's expecting us to make finals. I don't think the clubs expecting to make finals. I don't think you risk your your best first year prospect in decades. Mm you Know on the chance that you know you might get a slim chance to win over North, I, I don't think it's worth the risk at the moment. No, fair enough. There's, there's, Matt, there's a whole season to build yourself up over.
1: Just on Matty Cruiser, um, obviously he's been fairly out of form or laboring with something, um, early in the season. Um, he had his best game for the season on the weekend while he was carrying a torn meniscus, um, so. Injured? What was it second quarter? Early in the second quarter, he was injured. Yeah, and, uh, okay. spent half that quarter off the ground and had to come back because we uh, only went in with the one ruckman, and and uh, and Levi had already been injured, so we, he couldn't even back it up. So Rowie had to go and relieve in the ruck, but he had a he had a fantastic game. It was um, his uh, kicking efficiency is up, his disposal efficiency. He was um, in the eighties. He's been down sometimes in the twenties this year. He's been quite low, but um, and. Um, just a little bit of a colossus out there. He was taking contested marks. He obviously kicked the winning goal, which is um, was a fair fair kick for a snap. You know, he was probably about forty meters out. Um, so it's not a bad snap for uh, for somebody. Uh, carrying an injury like that. So uh, just it's just such a shame for, for the big guy to, you know, he just can't stay on the park. And to have a game like that and be gone for another month, you just wonder how he's going to come back and how long it's going to take him to work his way back into it again.
0: I thought Trengove had him early, to be honest. But then yeah. he, he, came, he came back in the second quarter like everyone else and with a renewed attitude and a renewed approach. And off they went. <laughs> It's um, he's going to be hard to replace. I think. And I think that was his best game for the Blues since I reckon the game against Sydney in 2013, mm. uh, where he dominated. So it was it was good to see. Um, I was sitting next to Numbers watching the game, and Numbers loves Cruiser, mm. and mm. you know just he, he thought he thought he was fantastic. So.
2: And speaking of like, I've been one who's doubted Gibbs a little bit. Like someone talking about redemption stories here. Um, I was just having a look at the stats of the last three games so against Essendon, Collingwood and, um, at Port, and he had over 30 every single game. He's, he's uh, had 30, 30, and 32, I think, touches. Mm. Um, the guy is in ripping form, and I'm really happy to see that because as as much as he's been a bit of a whipping boy, um, he oh, he's kind of deserved
1: it. So... It's, it's, Absolutely. Uh, mm. I mean, there's a lot of people coming out of the woodwork now saying, you know, uh, you guys should be embarrassed, you know, bagging Gibbs out. But uh, but all nah. basically, Gibbs is Gibbs has validated that criticism yeah. by doing what he's done the last three weeks because exactly. this is what he's capable of.
0: Mm. And we've been so, asking where that's been for five or six years. Yeah.
1: So. yeah,
2: that's right. Same as Everett. Actually, Everett's in that same sort of boat. He's had two, at least two, very good games. Uh, did he play against Essendon? I don't know. I can't remember right now. But um. The last two games against Collingwood Port, he was uh, he was really good, and,
0: and I think, yeah, yeah. I think if you're talking about that, I think Murphy gets a mention there as well. Um, cool. I, I mean, he's running. It, maybe it's him—the fact he's wearing a helmet, so he doesn't worry about his head so much. But he he he's playing with a renewed vigour as well, and I think that all that midfield is that that midfield section of you know where Thomas is running through, Murphy is running through, Simpson's running from behind there. And and Gibbs as well, and you know the new guys are playing in as well. Armfield's come back into the side like he never missed a game. Yeah, don't I,
1: don't I, don't forget Ed Kerno. who's having his Ed, best season for us. And here.
0: Ed Kerno, it's 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 you know, who can kick the ball all of a sudden? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He well, that have, that whole midfield is is just they're having a stellar season, and that's where that whole wall running forward is that everyone keeps talking about. Yeah. Is. So. It's it is it is great to see like they're all in form all at the same time. And now if we can just get those forwards to kick goals, we'll be laughing.
1: Um, our fitness has greatly increased. Um, last year we just couldn't run anything out. Um, we just look, we were gone halfway through a game sometimes, and we just couldn't keep up with people. And now, it's, whether it's whether it's part game plan or part efficiency, as far as um, uh, you know, being able to know when to run and when not to. Yeah, I think that's um, got a
2: lot to do with it, to be honest with you, I mean, we're playing that one-on-one kind of style, and we were just chasing us all game the yeah. last year. The, the guys were burnt out, and now we're playing a zone defence. I think that's one of the great things of it, is that you spend far less energy
1: if you're doing it well. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that, that defence. So, um, um, obviously, we've, we've already touched on, on Sam Rowe, and he's been in good form. Sort of um, playing multiple ro- roles in the, over the last couple of weeks, but um, uh, just the addition of um, Ploughman mm. um, and who seems to work a treat. So he seems seems to be very much in sync with what Sam Doherty does out there. those two, they're, they're yeah, you know, twin terrors sort of thing. Um, I've been I've been criticised um, for labelling players too early in their careers. Uh, even, even even on this podcast. Well,
2: calling carriage Judd was a bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did I? <laughs> sure. i I mean, uh, you know, Patrick Cripp saying that he had, uh, he had hands and vision like Diesel Williams, I, I stand by that. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, and saying that um, Sam Doherty is our Luke Hodge, and I stand by that. No, uh, I, I completely that somebody disagree. Somebody on the main board actually said that.
2: Completely disagree, because Sam Doherty is actually a good bloke. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's certainly playing that way, isn't he? He's the, he's the Mr. Fix It and the, um, the, the, the one that the, he's, the, he's the calming sort of one on the back line. And that's, that's sort of saying something given that Kate Simpson's there as well.
2: Well, that's, and, that's uh, the thing. I think Doc has really modelled his game off Simpson because Simpson at his best playing across the half-back line was, was running to intercept Mark. He was um, hitting all the right spots to create problems for opposition forwards and was running the ball out and kicking it out really, really well. He's now getting back to that, which is so good to see. But mm-hmm. Doherty is playing just like that as well, kicking off the opposite foot. and um, and, and probably with even more... Burst of speed and chasing and gut running, or just as good anyway. It's it's like having two Kate Simpsons there. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah, he's not that tall, but he's a pretty good spoiler of the you know. Yeah, going up against big guys and whatnot, isn't he's he? He's got
2: far yeah. more speed than he did have last year, so that's something he must have worked on a bit of power in the legs and whatnot. But uh, yeah, he's just playing fantastic. Yeah.
1: Um, now we've the average age of our side that went out there on the weekend is something like the fourth oldest in the AFL. And I've seen people questioning, well, you know, how much of a rebuild of this? And, you know, you should be winning if, you, if you've if got the fourth oldest team out there, um, which I kind of disagree with to an extent because it's just because the player's old doesn't mean he's better than some of the young guys. <laughs> how, does, how does
2: that saying go? Only on big footy is it, is it better to be young than good? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But um, we – we had all our first, oh, sorry, all our two thousand and fifteen draftees, including the rookie draft, out injured at the one time. All of them
2: what a, a way to yeah, break. and we thought way we were break. having such a good run with injury before the yeah. season
0: started. I think as well that there are two types of rebuild. You've got the rebuild where you, you go for this all youth, all the time mentality, and a lot of clubs can fall into that trap. And Carlton have done that in the past. And then you've got the rebuild where you get rid of 15 players and you bring in not just youth but a mix of experience as well that enables you, you know, while you've got that older average list. And we talked about this before the podcast. If you take Simpson out of that, the average age comes down to about the same level as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And Walker as well, yeah. Yeah, Walker. Walker's been around since 2007. He's 30 today, I think. think.
1: 2003 draft, we took Walker. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: I mean, you take you take those outliers out, and we're, you know we're in the same bracket as everybody else. And we we did we replaced fifteen players over the, over the summer, and you know some of those are experienced players like Wright and Carriage, and some of those are very young and very up and coming like Silvani and and uh, Weedering and mm. Mackay and those guys.
1: Well, Carriage is only twenty two, rising twenty three or whatever he was. So you're so he's still in the right demographic for us, but uh, Wright's obviously older. But, um, you know, Ploughman, he's only he was obviously 20, 20 uh, 21, 22, something like that as yeah. well. So these guys have only had three years in the system. So I'm not, the same, the same boat, so, and uh, and also land. so they're all in that right demographic. Um, it's going to, we, when Malthouse, at the end of last season, our, our stocks of 18 to 22 year olds was quite low compared to where it had been. Um, so even going back to the Pagan days, um, so we replenishing them is going to take time. That's why it's a three year rebuild, not a one year. And um, they're about and the same up,
2: though at the moment, aren't they? It's zero, <laughs> zero available
1: anyway. <laughs> zero available? Yeah, absolutely. But um, but you know, as we went. Bolt's played Weedering right from the start, and 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 rightfully so. He played Charlie Curnow, um mm. right from the start. Um, you know, oh, sorry from round two. Um, you know Kieran Byrne came in he's only 21 something like that so i think you know as long as as long as players play show some sort of form I'm, i think he's prepared to put those guys in at the expense of your of your whites and your and your maybe even your walkers and it's certainly Jamison, who's who was fit find himself dropped from the side so um i i don't think it, i think it's a bit early to start questioning the rebuild at the moment i think by the end of the year, we'll see who's been blooded and um, and who's ready to kick on for next who, year.
0: Who, who's questioning the rebuild at this point? Oh, just,
1: it just, we're, we're just talking opposition fans, neutrals. Mostly
0: opposition fans of teams no, that we've no been. I mean, but that's all based around age. No one thought we'd be four and four at this time of the year. No. no. I mean, except me, maybe. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: But, and- but the excuse, but see, now that we're four and four, they're going, well, look at the age of your side, so you should be. So people, everyone that said we we're the worst team in the AFL in the history of the AFL and we win no games this year, including against a, uh, a decimated Essendon, um, all those people are saying that are now saying, well, mm-hmm. you know, of course, look at the age of the side you're playing. You're not even rebuilding properly. So, you know, you're like Richmond, who re- rebuilt to not win a flag. Um, so <laughs> yet um, that's, <laughs> yeah that's clear that's just that's clearly yet again, but this time it was by design, so um that's clearly not where we're at I, I can't believe you know people can compliment Bolton on one hand and then on the other hand question what he's doing with the rebuild and the age of the side that he's playing know okay? give me, hmm. give us a break um uh, have we covered all the players you guys wanted to cover? Anybody else you would
2: missed? Uh, I I did did actually want to... If we can focus this for a second on, I think, how important um, Sumner and Lamb have been. Um, I was really excited about them coming into the team, and I thought, gee, it'd be nice if they were both playing um, for the same time for an extended period. And a few people were sort of a bit... um, I guess not so enthused by the idea of having them there and and it took a couple of games for him to really warm into it and and to really show that pressure that they can put on but these guys have, you know Sumner's pressure in the forward line is absolutely fantastic um not you know no better display than that chase down tackle he did um in the last quarter against Port um but to go with that, he and Lamb, their finishing skills are just top-notch as well. Um, they're, yeah. they're kicking on goal. is safe as a house. Um, yeah. So not only are they putting that pressure on, Lamb's a really good target up forward. I think he doesn't get the rub of the green a little bit when it comes to <laughs> just and a little bit. I yeah. He's actually he
1: He's actually yeah. murdered an umpire in the past life.
2: <laughs> but, um, but he more than holds his own there as a forward. And uh, I think it's... That is exactly what this this team has needed. Is a couple of genuine small forwards to um, to lock that ball in as part of Bolton's um, plan, and it's just going it's really, really well at the moment. And a lot of it is down to them, those two guys.
1: What I'm most impressed with because when we started looking at our best 22 and who we can fit in at the start of the year, we started thinking, well, Sumner's a long way from it. Mm. Uh, He looked a long way from it in the preseason. He had been injured. He wasn't really, you know, he was behind in training and stuff like that. He looked, and uh, I'm I'm absolutely shocked that he's come in so fast and actually performing. Um, We sort of looked at it it as, oh, maybe. You can only carry one of Lamb and Wright in the side because we sort of thought of them as being small forwards based on what we'd seen in the preseason. Yeah, um, and we were discussing them, and then suddenly, and, and we also thought, well, Carriage is going to be a small forward on occasion mm-hmm. too. So suddenly, we've got Carriage, Wright, Lamb, and Sunder in the side, but um, we're seeing them all run through the midfield. Yeah. And doing is not a what good we're job. used to with our small forwards. Mm. So so they're, they're rotating around brilliantly. And Lamb's up the ground quite a lot. Um, and I, I've, I'm not sure about some. I, I mean, I, he's, he's certainly going up. He's certainly roaming upfield. He's not always in the forward.
2: Yeah, not necessarily field, on so. ball, but, yeah, bit like yeah right but like right and it, carriage. It was, um, but, yeah, it's still having an impact up the ground and then down in the forward line as well. Yeah. Um, it seems to me like everyone's got to be able to do that sort of thing at the moment. Play, play more than one position, and be ready to move up the ground. You know, affect affect the play in the defensive fifty, and then get to the forward fifty and, and finish it off. Um, but we're doing it very, very well.
0: I think mm. part of the early perception was that these guys were GWS offcuts and rejects. Mm. And- and so people were like, well, if you can't get a game for GWS, how, how good can you possibly be? Because GWS were pretty crap last year. Yeah, look at you know, them now. Little, little did we know how it was going to turn out. And I think the other perception for some people might have been when Liam Sumner runs out on the ground, I thought he was someone's kid that was running out. <laughs> and I, I, said, I said the Numbers, I said, what, does this guy not know that the Little League start, you know, doesn't start half-time? No. But no, he's, he's, he's come on. In fact, um but They say that one of the keys to getting enough, getting a high enough score, is having your midfielders be able to kick goals. And I think yeah. we're on target to have any. Well, they've got to kick like twenty goals a season or something. Yeah. And I, I think we're on target to have any number of our small forwards uh, reach that target this year. The, that those midfielders, yeah. those small forwards, they're all going to do that. Yeah, it is. It's, we're it's, getting it's, goals. It's going to be a better. It's going to be a better year than people think, if if it continues. And that's that's the big
2: question. This is one thing I want to ask you guys is do you reckon we can actually sustain it? I mean, it's first year under under the new coach. Things are going great at the moment, which is an awesome sign to be able to pick it up that quick. It, it speaks volumes. Um, but is it going to be sustained? What happens when, you know, we've seen Kaz go down, Cruz is going to be injured. What happens when we lose Sam Docherty, God forbid, for, you know, half a season? Or Murphy goes out. One of those, because, I mean, we, we, we've just been talking about how good those small forwards are, um going through the midfield and affecting play in that area but when, when our genuine mids if we lose some of those guys um, I think it could all come crashing down pretty quickly unfortunately
1: I, I, to an extent but no, we're not playing that individual game style anymore though so um, you still need the quality just, though we, we need the quality I, I see what you mean I think the effort will still be there yeah. the system's still going to be there and I think you know we're going to scrap a lot harder than we usually would and we're not going to drop our bundle as much um, but uh, you, you're right. You know, you, you, we can't afford to lose talent at this stage. No. And even though I love the wins, and I'll celebrate every win, and we want, you know, um, we we do want to be careful that we're not. We look. I think we know that we're not a challenging side. Yeah. Can we agree on that? We're not. We're not up there with the big teams. No. At the moment, we're not challengers. Um, we're not contenders. That's defeatist but, talk. No, I know. I, I, I understand, and you know, you can. You know, you you you've, you're in the jungle of the main board podcast. You've got to stand up for yourself there, but but just between just between um, just between us on the big footy blues, it's like we 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 have no expectations to be contenders this year. So um, it's sort of a matter of whatever happens, happens. If we lose, we expected that we're going to have these losing times. We're going to have these down moments with this side. We've already accomplished far more than we thought we would probably for the year. Mm. You know although I probably would have you know I, I had I I knew we had more talent in the side than what we showed last year and I knew because these players have done it before and then
2: what we and got think, credit for from neutrals and at the media yeah, yeah
1: absolutely look like we know that Gibbs and Murphy and you know uh, quality players and then if, if they stood up um, that we were going to do better than people thought but you can't tell them that because until you actually until they actually show that form again, uh, th- as far as they're concerned, they're all washed-up hacks who are never going to make it. So it, it, it exactly. It's just, yeah, yeah. so we, we sort of just have to shut up and put up with those jobs for a while. But um, it's a three-year rebuild, and we've got to be weary Then We do want to rebuild through the draft. Um, um, so I don't have an issue if they decide the young players start becoming available again or showing a little bit of BFL form that we actually uh, start playing them. Because they're the ones that are going to be there when we're contending again. So if if we start playing them, and we have a little bit of a drop off here and there in our system, you know, um, or in our skill level while these guys develop. So be it, because we're not gonna we're not going to do a lot of damage um, to the top eight.
0: Look, I'm a little bit different, as as, as you know. Oh, you're um, very different. And 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 before the podcast started, I was talking to our stalwart host while. Uh, Shandog was off doing whatever he does with himself in the privacy of his own home. Many, many uh, things. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I said to him, I was watching uh, the footy as I do with numbers, uh, and we were watching the Collingwood game, and I got up and I walked off to his balcony, and he said to me, Jason, he said, Wookie, what are you doing? And I said, mate, I'm throwing the lid out. He said, the lid is (laughs) off, it's gone. (laughs) And it's in the Torrens or something now, which is a fair distance from his house. And I'm not really willing to go look for it now. So I'm willing to bet that we're a little bit more damaging than some people think. And that I, I'm not saying we're going to make the eight, but we're only a game out now. And really, there's only percentage in it. If we can, get, if we can start scoring, I think we'll be all right.
2: That's a very good, I think,
0: attitude that you've got there. And I would love your take on exactly how you think we're going to go against North. Well, I was a little bit more confident before the game started last weekend. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But uh, losing Cruz and Caswell, that kind of hurts that a little bit. Um, It really depends how their replacements go. And I think uh, if if we get the right replacements, we'll be okay. But, I mean, if Wood turns out to be a dud and Jax or whoever comes in, Gorringe or whoever it might be, if they don't don't follow the team plan and they don't lift, then uh, we're going to be screwed. Mm. But I mean, North are undefeated. They've got a good team. If we get a win, we get a win. If we don't, I'm not going to be too disappointed. I've made my call for the you know for where we'll be at the bind. That's six and six. I don't expect us really, realistically, to beat uh, North or Geelong. To be honest. Yeah, but uh, Brisbane and St Kilda after that at Etihad, I think they're in the bag.
1: Mm. Um i i'm just i'm just keen to avoid a two thousand and four false storm when we rose up the ladder with something like ten wins and thought we were you know for one moment there we were a chance to make the uh, the finals and we fell short um and we did that we did that by virtue of playing older players and top ups and things like that so we that was that was probably set us back a little bit on our on a rebuild and we had to redo that again so um i, I as long as they play the kids and don't just go for purely playing their most experienced side so they can get a few token wins to fall short of the finals. I don't
0: think it's um, going to happen. No, I think we've no. learned from, from all of that. I, I, th- I think I think the rebuild's going to go. I just think we're going to do better during the rebuild than hmm. uh, than some people might think. And look, I think, I think we are looking at the draw coming home. I mean, I, I think we are a realistic chance to uh, be a little bit more challenging to the teams in the top eight. Maybe not necessarily threaten them, but at least offer us a competitive game a uh, more competitive game than they might otherwise be expecting in the run home. You know, it is interesting. I think uh,
2: there's not a lot more talk about, um, you know, going into the start of this year, people were expecting us to finish bottom or second bottom, depending on what Essendon did. And, and the same thing the following year. I don't think there'd be too many people thinking that at all at the moment. And um, so it does pose an interesting challenge to, the, um, uh, to SOS and, and, and the, the team there of how they approach this rebuild. Hopefully they'd already thought that was going to be the case and have planned for it.
0: Well,
1: I don't know if you can plan for the players picking up the system within eight weeks. That's that's I mean you know.
0: that's the surprising factor, really, isn't it? I mean, no one expected them to pick up any new system this early.
1: Yeah, but they've they had the shackles released. Um, I think uh, I, I listened to something on AFL three hundred and sixty, and it was only it was only Robo, so take that for you know, uh, for what it's worth. But he said that um, Carlton players have told him um, we've never been taught that way before, mm. right? And also that some Carlton players have said we feel like we've just wasted the last two years of our careers.
0: Well, supporters probably feel like that as well, I I do. I I
1: absolutely do. I think they were confused and dispirited.
0: I mean, I was one of the more vocal people on the board about Malthouse coming in. um, And I reluctantly accepted him as the duly anointed coach by the board. But, uh, yeah, the last two years, really, we went backwards. And uh, we're coming forward at a a nice rate of knots. You know, I I thought – I could obviously – clearly see, just like everybody else, that the
2: team was going backwards in the last year, year and a half or so. But even then, not until the very end, did I actually think it was something to do with Maltas. Even when all the talk was happening about whether we're going to sack him or not, I was thinking that it was all a little bit stupid and the team just needs to come together. And, but it really, you can't argue with these
0: results, can you? It really was, really was that guy. We just didn't have the right person in charge. It's, it's a change in attitude in the coach though. I mean, Brendan Bolton is a very positive coach, and as soon as as soon as uh, he'd done his little coaching stint at Hawthorne last year, I knew I knew he was the man that I wanted to coach Carlton, and I was on that bandwagon from the end of that. Like that was, he he was my man from then on. He's just so positive, and he is so positive not just um, not just in the interview, like not not just with the players, but in, in interviews he pro, he projects a positive face for the club. The way he coaches is positive, isn't it? He coaches in a positive way, but he's also he's also um, shares in the emotion of the players, like you've seen him running out onto the like running out onto the field to give Simpson a big hug after the game and stuff like that. So he's got that emotional side without being overly demonstrative, like say Ratten was.
1: But um,
0: you know he's he's got that balance, I think, to pretty much everything he does at the moment, and it's showing in the players. The players are responding. That's why I don't trust him, you know. To be honest with you. It's too and perfect. The, is, it's, he is he a clone? <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'm, we're not. None of us are in Melbourne, so none of us were at the game on the weekend. But you could hear the crowd on the TV, even. Like you could just feel it. You were getting goosebumps yeah. after the game. Just yeah,
1: and that was only a that was only a crowd of twenty six thousand.
0: But uh, yeah. yeah, even the guys on Seven well "This is like a hundred thousand crowd." You know. So, right. I think everyone's getting caught up into this reset at the moment. And I like it. I like the feel. I like the positivity about it. And from a club perspective, I
2: think they've done a great job of communicating to the audience, to the media, to the supporters exactly that this is what's happening. Um, the the journey um, production that they put together fantastic insight and actually gives hope to support. I think they, it's it's done exactly what they set out to achieve. That's a, give hope to the supporters. Say show them what's changing um, within the club and and how we're going about it. And I'm um, the second instalment's coming out during the bye week. I cannot wait to see that. Uh-huh. And hopefully it in- involves a little bit of footage of, I'm hoping through the first sort of six, eight weeks of the season so we can see how this has affected the players and, and the training and, and what's going on in there. Um, it's absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah plenty of uh, fist pumping and tears in the ODN lounge room uh, the last few weeks that's for sure it's been the most motivating inspiring um period of football that we've had in in, in quite a while really
2: tell you win supporters back that's brilliant
1: yeah well and because for once I mean I know we've made finals in 2011 and we had that had a really good elimination final in 2013 as one off they were pretty they were pretty good but this is when you're Thinking that you're down and out, this is a nice surprise to us. So your expectations are low, then the results are high. That's when it—that's when it becomes, you know, the most sort of brings out the most passion and stuff. So I'm really hoping. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm hoping we we're getting a bit of a membership boost on the back of this.
2: I think fifteen hundred yeah. away from from fifty thousand was the last
0: uh, figure I saw or yeah, heard I was on the radio. Be higher
1: than that, yeah.
0: Which is a good result, mind you. It's still pretty good given where we were expected to finish this year and everything else, we had a slowest start to the, uh, to the membership sales. So this is a good turnaround.
1: So, um, look, to, to wrap it up, um, just we pl- obviously we're playing north this weekend um, I we don't, don't want to get too far involved in it we're obviously worried about how how we're going to handle their big guys and we're just going to have to again that team defense and uh sort of uh giving each other the chop out and stuff's going to have to be the order of the day we we, uh, we had the three the three against um Collingwood we had the apparently it was a foregasm against paul uh, what what's well, this week number five alive what are we what are we doing um what is it are we, we going to win it or um,
2: uh, you know, just like, five the number of goals Carriage will kick against North. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> now that would that would be worth the price for admission alone <laughs> for Carriage to sink North Melbourne. Uh, winning goal by that would be fantastic. Oh gosh, that would be uh, good. Break all the servers. Yeah.
0: Five how many weeks Jared Waite gets for snotting Bryce
1: Gibbs <laughs> in <the> third quarter. <laughs>
0: uh, this I'm really
2: looking forward to this game. Like, I fully expect us to go down. Um, but, you know, it's fantastic for the first time in a long time. I'm not concerned about effort levels dropping off or anything like that. And so I'm just mm-hmm. looking forward to us fighting it out and um, and hoping to see maybe weedering back or something and you know, keep seeing
0: the, the team develop, you know. It's going to be absolutely brilliant.
2: I'm weedering. hoping to
0: see weedering back. I'm hoping to see the same competitive effort we've been putting in for the last couple of weeks. I am expecting to get smashed in the ruck by whoever we play there. Well, so I still think we should be... I, I've posted this... Put a midfielder in. Don't don't
2: even just... Go, go, go the Trent Orman Allen route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Goldie's got two options when he's got a 185-centimetre person opposing him in the centre square, right? It's, it's try and take the ball out of the air and kick it, in which case he'll get immediately tackled. It'll be a free our way and he won't do it again. Well, or he can <laughs> smash it forward, in which case we'll just play someone behind the ball and we'll then run mm-hmm.
0: it into our forward 50 and carry pick a goal. Um, well, what, yeah. what, what if we played Andreas Everett as a running rug? No, because we need tackles. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, We need we need him to kick the goals. So we'll yeah, to... that's true. Though, though. Not... I don't know. We'll just get we'll just get Ed Curno to tag him as. <laughs> <laughs> that's not as dumb as it sounds. I like it. <laughs> um, look, w- Wookie obviously thinks we're going to win,
0: and I do. <laughs>
1: you
0: do? <laughs> no question. No, the no outlandish
1: thing. predictions made it's not going to be. It'll be a tight one. You think?
0: Oh, look, I, I think it'll be close. I think we'll get up in the last quarter again. Um, I think Jared Wade will get suspended. Mm. I think, um, or injured, take your pick. But uh, I think it'll happen this week. We'll see him uh, blow his stack. I reckon he'll try and hit Bryce Gibbs. That's my tip. <laughs> um, Sportsman should run a run a, uh, a market on this. He's going to take a swipe. at either Bryce Gibbs or, or Jammo if he plays. <laughs> It's one of those things. Look, I think we can be competitive. I think uh, we're going to the goal kicking is getting better. I think uh, if there's one silver lining to having Casbolt out, is it forces us to find other ways to get to goal Mm -hmm. and not rely on that bomb forward. Knowing Casbolt's going to mark, and then maybe he'll kick a goal. Maybe he won't. We're looking for those other options as well, who may in fact be more likely to kick a goal, which I like. the midfield, I think we can win that midfield battle, and that's where we are That's where we are winning games at the moment. We're winning that midfield and pushing forward, and if we can keep doing that, it doesn't matter who they've got playing at full forward. Mm. Mm. So I think it'll be a close game. I think we can get up. I don't see, you know, as long as, as, long as we have a, someone competitive playing the ruck, I mean, Wood can do that. Yeah, you get what you get, get paid for. It, Gorange, yeah. can, Gorange can just go and stand there and d- compete the tap-outs if necessary, but... Wood's not a bad player on his own. He can go forward. He can kick a goal, so I'm not. I'm not that worried about it. It's who replaces Casbold up forward. I think um, Jacks might get might get the gig this week. Yeah, it's it's almost showing that, or or Simon White might get the gig forward, which is less iffy for me, but uh, more iffy for me. But um, I think he's underrated think forward. To be honest with you, I think he can. I think he's an underrated player. Yeah. I love Simon yeah. White, but um, my 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 history of Liking underrated players is- as <laughs> as it turned out so well? <laughs> <laughs> you know, how's Sean Hampson going? He's still- <laughs> well, my boy Rowe is he's doing followed. all
2: right. So. Say him forward. <laughs> I still think Rowe should be played forward. As soon as we can get a key defender to replace him, um, you know, then, then Rowe forward could give us a couple of years of serviceable target because the guy can mark, the guy can kick a set shot as good as just about anyone.
0: And he's yeah. 198 centimetres or whatever. Uh, if weedering comes back this week... Do you take Rowe forward and leave him and Jammo down back? Well,
2: I I would against probably any other team than North
0: because you know they're going to play at least three tall forwards, probably four. Mm. Yeah, but is it going to matter? Like I said, I don't think it's going to matter if we can keep doing that press that we're doing now. Okay, yeah, yeah look, look, teams aren't getting it past our half back line, mm. and that's that's what you want. If you can, if you can't get it out, you know, if you can't get it past the wall, it doesn't matter who you got playing at full for forward. Petrie can sit there and pick his nose all going for all I can.
1: The problem <laughs> just, you is, you know, once, they, once they do get up into our yeah. corner, uh, no, those with port, they were scoring on the majority of occasions. So that percentage. Uh, uh, um, yes, scores the, the, the from scoring inside Scoring percentage yeah. when going inside 50, they were doing it most times. So that was the concern that we had to stop that supply.
0: In periods of the game, they were doing it. Like they just needed to tighten up, and that sort of happened, I think. So. Yeah. And, and we're improving week by week in these areas, yeah, so true. we're scheduled to we're scheduled to kick it up a notch again. <laughs> I, th- I think we'll be fine. Yeah, no, I, no. I, I think we'll be fine. Look, if we don't win, we're not going to get flogged, and that's you know as long as we're competitive, that's all I want. I kind of think anything could happen in this game. Either either port, uh, port either North could beat us by
2: eight goals, um, and and we're never really in the game, or. We could we could make it a really tight one where they they sort of only just get over the line, or if they don't pay us
0: enough respect, we could we could snatch it and win. Um, I really and, have no idea. And if someone could put Lindsay Thomas into the fence, that'd be awesome. <laughs> a fan, I, security guard, anyone doesn't matter. I don't, I don't advocate violence, but just a little nudge in the right direction, that'd be fine.
1: Well, we'll uh, no doubt. Then all this bit said and done, then um, Carlton are going to replicate uh, their. Winning Best winning margin against North Melbourne with 137 points uh, from round one, 1984. Now who's getting um, Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Liam Jones will play the Warren Ralph role in kick, kick eight. He's
0: due, uh,
1: he's due well, for he's due for. He's due, he's due to kick eight. He's never done it. <laughs> so he must be due. If he, if he
0: sticks everything, though, up forward, Liam Jones. Yeah. I mean... Uh, he's, he's not doing a bad job. That's, no, he's not. He, he gets if he can get more of the footy. Honestly, I,
2: he's, I think he's picked he's up. The ball ground. Yeah, I think he's picked up on a lot of areas of his game. And the the one that I still would like to see him pick up on, and I think I might have posted this earlier today, is after he goes for a marking contest, he needs to try and keep his feet more or get immediately back involved in the contest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But around the ground, he's still chasing and tackling and pressuring and doing really good and
0: causing turnovers. Um, he doesn't have to be pretty. while well, he doesn't. I mean, we nah. are all sporting as a forward. <laughs> the time. He, he just has to be able to chip. You know, he has to just be able to be a good solid Do that contributor. Job, yep. And that's yeah, you know, that's that's all we need. And, you know, Mark, bring the ball to the forward. I tell I tell you, like I alluded to this earlier, but Dennis Armfield, he he has come back like he never missed a step, and just watching him sprint away with the footy on the weekend. magic on it. It's just like it's like what injury. <laughs> Like, it's hard to believe the guy missed six months of footy with a calf injury.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's it's an ingredient. We've we've looked slow at times, and we've been missing outside run, and and that was because we'd had players like Armfield that lost their pace even when they were playing. So we've had players, you know, and we obviously lost, you know, other quick guys that have left and gone to other clubs Mm. and stuff like that. So we look fast, and even if we're not. As fast as some teams, we're looking fast because of the game style we're playing. Yeah, and good the ball, and the ball movement. Board. Yeah,
0: or but getting yeah, better was, anyway. We look fast without getting ahead of ourselves too. We're prepared to make the switch. Prepared to go short rather than long if we have to. The, that's the,
1: the, knowing when to run and when not to. I mean, there's something we just couldn't do before. Yeah, you we know, getting the break long on long. Of our opponents. Some some of our players are just so good at actually getting space out the back, and mm. um, you know, but not going too early that that they waste a chance to be used defensively if we lose it. Yeah. So, oh, and just and one more, one more thing that um, that that kick from uh, Mark Murphy to Sam Rowe uh, for that last on that last scoring drive. That's, that's class that's players.
2: Yeah, that that's where you need those one one head and shoulders above sort of the rest of the team sort of players where they they <laughs>
0: see those passes they they hit them. That's the class that um, that separates he, the he best was, from the rest. He was doing that all the time in 2013 right. when you go back to that season. That was his trademark. Like he'd go inside 50 and he'd be looking for the pass inside, and they were all like that mm. like all the time. He could pick someone out. And I tell you, he's in some fine form. I, I don't know if he, no, if he even needs the helmet now or if he's just wearing it because we're winning while he's wearing it. He might
2: as well. Um, I think it's a good idea to wear those sort of helmets, because not not to protect from concussion <laughs> and stuff like that because they really – as far as I'm the aware, they don't. It's more about um, uh, protecting from cuts and, and bruises to the head and, and stuff like that, from elbows
0: and uh, yeah.
1: yeah. And and I, I, I think he wears it until we lose. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, I honestly don't think he needs to wear it now. He's just wearing it because you know footballers are superstitious, like everyone else. And we've been winning since he wore it. So, and hopefully, you know. he never takes it off. I mean, me, I've been wearing the same underwear since we started (laughs) working. I'm due to to turn them around again this week. So it's all
1: uh, all hands on deck. Oh, look, that's a perfect note to sign off on. (laughs) Just in case, I know know things can't come through this medium. We're not in the same room or anything, but I'm not taking any chances.
0: Sorry sorry I didn't come with the prerequisite amount of swearing and whatnot that your regular participants have. No, I, I didn't want to bring too much culture, so uh, you know, no, you, no, you,
1: nothing to bleep out this week. I, I so. think that's a culture in
0: your pants. If <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, growing something <laughs> a whole, whole, whole colony growing. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, I all right, am
1: Good luck on the weekend. Number five's coming on Saturday night. We can feel it. Or um, well, maybe that's something else. But, um, <laughs> uh, Nice having you both aboard. Um, thanks, Aunt Chandog, coming in again. Thank you, gentlemen. And thank you, Wookie. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thanks, lads.
1: And uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll see you again when every other bastard deserts us. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> I'm here when I'm needed.
1: And uh, we'll hopefully speak to you next week. Uh, up the blue baggers.